0: Not more to serve, but go out door, a hut Mm. Cultivating relationship. Relationship, relational practice. Mm. Just to bear in mind, relationship is Mm. is always necessary, it's always there. When we're trying to clear relationship from greed, Hatred, fear, delusion, projection, controlling, defending, manipulating, and so on. And so, you know, I'm really lear- learning this because uh, in the world as it is, relation experience is often tainted with these kinds of energies, gross or slight. They're not just between people starts between people and it starts then we do it to our to ourselves to our bodies to our hearts to our minds to our thinking processes we want them to be a certain way we get annoyed with them not a certain way we feel embarrassed by them if they're not a certain way we manipulate them we push them we squeeze them we slap them around <laughs> and uh, or we get intoxicated with them, you know. What a wonderful being I am! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, this this uh, relationship loses its relational quality, and you know, we absorb into these modalities. Yeah. So the mind doesn't. Remember the mind. Absorbs into um, not things, but the mind absorbs into relationships with things. That's what it absorbs into. So you never absorb into food. You absorb into your attitudes around food, or your preferences around food, or your hunger, or your lack of it, or your tastes, or your fancies. You, you absorbed The mind picks that up. Because it can't pick up material things, it picks up immaterial things, it picks up the signs, this is pleasant, this is unpleasant, and it, uh, this I can have, this I can not have, and it picks up these relational qualities. In other words, the dynamic that occurs when an object appears or manifests, After it manifests for a microsecond, it's a, uh uh-huh and then some sort of something happens, right? A relationship begins to fall. Like, oh, that's one of those, oh yeah. And excitement, or antipathy, or apprehension occurs, and then how do I make it the way I'd like it to be? The mind starts doing that. So, and then this is the so That's the relational experience. So when we're cultivating sati-mindfulness, the aim is to you know, establish a sense of there's an object. It's a physical feeling, a sensation, and realise the mind is going to start generating particular relational qualities: feeling comfortable, feeling uncomfortable, um, feeling uncertain. It's going to experience these, and it's going to absorb into those. And if it absorbs into them, if they're, if they're negative, it makes a lot of them. It makes big um, conflicts and so on. If we've got a conflictive relationship it absorbs into the conflictual sense and it struggles to make things go the way I want them to. It absorbs into a pleasing one and it feels comfortable and settled. Mm. And So that's, that's recognised and so but then to absorb into a comfortable relationship means there's got to be pretty much like, how is this? How do I, where do I sit with this? How do I operate towards this? it has got to be a lot of negotiation, subtly. What is that? How is the way to fit this? Mm-hmm. So you, you can't come in saying, okay, I want it to be that I want it to be. That already is the wrong relationship. Because we, you know, isn't it? Yeah. because it is what it is and so you've got to pause and linger and how, how do I form a skillful relationship with this sensation, this body, this breathing this context, this person You know, from the micro to the macro level what is this? how does it, how does it operate? how do I form a skillful relationship where there's a sense of some, something comfortable, fluent is there Sometimes it's gonna be stepping back. You know, and someone's gonna be inquiring, like, how's that? How's that? And then stepping back, waiting this thing. And something's gonna be like a little bit more, really, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? So it's negotiation of contact. It's not one or the other, it's this movement, no, you go. First of all, first suggestion is just to step back, Mm -hmm. see if you can give yourself time to get the hold of it. And then check your motivations. Are you open? (coughs) Or are you trying to make it work? Try to do something, then just check, disengage from that. and mm. return again how is that mm. And what's where do you feel where do you get the sense of yeah, I can meet this this bit is the bit I can meet mm. this area of out breath or sensation I can rest in that. I can main I can contact that. I can make a skillful contact with that which is not struggling or manipulative. Uh, and that may last for a while and then it might slip off and you've got to negotiate again step back check it out inquire, how is that how am I with that how is that going right into it what really is this stepping back this sort of movement Mm -hmm. so it's quite a this is the, the skillful movement, Vitaka vichara for bringing to mind and evaluating. The evaluation is like a turning things over. What's the appropriate distance, space, time span on this? Just sit back and wait for three or four seconds, five seconds, ten seconds, half a minute. Yeah. So, you, so you get a reasonable reading of that experience. So this is the you know what relationship means, and if we begin to get that, then we're clearing out the degrees of manipulativeness, anxiety, I'm not, I can't do this, fearfulness, aggressiveness, and so on. Or just think you're just going to get there on on the first second, immediate. There we go, swinging along. Yeah. If you had any relationships like that, you probably realise it doesn't. So this week we can look at this cultivation both at the micro level and at a larger level in our relationship with other beings, yeah. other people, creatures, and so on, or mm. scenarios. How can I be with her when she's in distress? Uh, Step back, gently move in, quietly maintain presence. And this is the way you you cultivate, don't you? How can I be with her when she's getting really out of hand and feisty and angry? (laughs) Step back, (laughs) step way back. wait for the moment to, hello you know. <laughs> tentative <laughs> and so you're learning this interpersonally and also in yourself how do you deal with your anger or grief you rush in and try and sort it out or just step back wait for the pause or the moment where you can sense there is an opening here to just say hello I hear that Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, the, this responsiveness that is required, our ability to respond in relationship mm-hmm. went to uh, a willingness to step back, to move forward, to engage, to Give it time to, and this, this is a real yoga of the heart, isn't it? Flexible yoga of the heart. Mm. Having time to move forward, to stretch in, the space, to step back, to rest. Mm. Yoga of the heart, and a beautiful skill to cultivate. Like any other yoga, you don't you're not going to be flexy on day one. The main thing is to get out of the rigidities first of all. The it's all forward or all backward, you know, or all you know, don't engage or get it going. It's to get out of the rigidities that we may have adopted. So overall, it's Brings to mind the cultivation of the um, the four spheres, four fields of, of goodwill. We can call them all goodwill in, in a way. They're all good-hearted, and the lit names of these: metta, uh, karuna, mudita, So metta, that which is interested in offering nourishment. Of any kind, that which is interested in offering, free will offering, very much associated with dharma, it just enjoys the sense of offering. <coughs> Karuna, that which is, resonates, because with the quality of we resonate with the fundamental understanding that living beings need food what kind of food I don't know it could be air, could be water could be space could be a smile it could be any attention but whatever we don't quite know what the food is that they need but all beings need sustenance so without understanding beings are not just flat they are they need some kind of, or they're interested in some kind of sustenance. You don't quite know what it is, but you're attuned to that possibility. And you just check out. Maybe you just need space, kindly attention, one word, a touch, and who knows? You don't know, you don't have to fill that in. Because with these cultivations you just get to that sense, that sense of awareness that creatures need sustenance and enjoy sustenance. you linger in that, that, that awareness. And that you can be part of that. You're in that. So it's a sphere includes oneself and others you could be in the sphere of that which is you know aware and enjoying sustenance your own body enjoys the sustenance of warmth on a cold day feels helped supported by that he enjoys silence when it's been Noisy and it enjoys conversation when it's been silent. <laughs> and you don't quite know exactly how much of each, but you know that, that, that there's that possibility and to negotiate it. Mm. And same for others. So the willingness and the interest in the potential for sustenance, nourishment, mm. and, heart, and from the heart. And everything else is secondary. What you do with your body, your speech is just following through on that. But certainly, when we cultivate as meditation, we're just doing this, coming to that that awareness in your own heart and lingering in it. The touchability of beings. Beings are touchable, not necessarily physically touchable, but emotionally touchable. They are open. They are sensitive, and you're aware of that, with that awareness, their sensitivity, their permeability, then, oh, may good, may agreeable quality arise for them. Mm -hmm. They'll be part of that, participate in that agreeable sustenance, agreeable touch, agreeable impression. from the heart. Karuna is the awareness that beings experience loss. They experience this rift of separation, where the agreeable drops away, the pleasure stops. The known ends. the a gulf, as a rift that we all know mm-hmm. and there is not a being of any kind who does not experience that mm-hmm. the human beings experienced it many times mm-hmm. and you're aware of that you're aware of that and you linger in that bring up that Felt impression, the separateness, the separation, the loss, loss of company, the loss of being included, you yeah. know, feeling shut out, the loss of affection. Mm. The loss of a loved one. The loss of their dignity. the loss of their um, privacy. We experience this rift many times and every time it happens there's like a kind of clang, heart, shivers and there's not a being, not a human being who is not experiencing this hasn't, has never experienced it or will never experience it. All beings experience this. But it's death wounding of some kind you yes. just go to that rift experience that you know yourself mm-hmm. know is that to not not to not to close the gap but just to be present in that and feel the heart trembling or whatever it does stay present with it not to oh well, that's life, not to shrug it, not to fill it up with something, to stay in an open state. And from there, what what kind of quality of heart arises? Mm -hmm. A sense of to protect, to befriend the painful. To befriend the hurt. What kind of friend is that? Someone who is saying, essentially, not just saying it, but you're not alone. You're, I too am in this. And this amazing uh, sensitivity we have is such that, as you see it, manifest. And when people are, you know, hurt and damaged, the most important thing is that the other person, another person, saying, you're not alone with this. I'm here with you on this. Just presence. The presence does not move away. Because the fundamental quality of the rift is, is exactly the experience of presence moving away, so as soon as presence returns, even in the pain, there's some sense of uh, beginning to find some ground. Because the nature of our heart is relational, so if suddenly the relationship snaps, there's this loss, disorientation. And really, what is needed is not you can't go back, but that you begin the relationship by relating to that sense of loss. So I'm present with this, and you can do this for another being, another human, another creature. And they shiver, or they cry, or whatever they do, and you just mm-hmm. and that just helps to reset. So, every time we go through this, this wounding experience, which is inevitable, which comes to us many times, great, big losses, small losses, re-establishing presence in the presence of loss. And this is where we reset to a wider Sense of relationship, so I'm not just relating to, you know, uh, happiness, but also to unhappiness. And the marvelous thing about the heart mind is, even to relate to unhappiness is still a relationship in which you think, okay, I'm just more wider, more able to bear with, and more able to find stability and fluency in the presence of the sadness. And it definitely matures us. Definitely matures us. So this important quality, uh, absolutely vital, since loss is inevitable, of one kind or another, Great or small, to be able to reset in the presence of it rather than just shrug and walk away and get another one. <laughs> yeah. Then we're learning something about, from life is teaching us something about span, the ability to span pleasure and pain. and find there's a groundedness and a certain <coughs> frozen out by it. And we are also tender-hearted. Where are the vulnerability of beings. How easy it is to deprive a human being of their Dignity, their confidence, their privacy, their self-worth. how are these these qualities which human beings uh, need for clear, uh, clear presence. Easily deprived of self-respect, self-worth. Mm. So, with that awareness, and recognise this probably happened already. You know, with that awareness, we are maintain our quality of respect, sensitivity. We don't take people just as what we see of what we project. This being is someone, a being who is, has lost, has experienced loss, has been abused, insulted, disrespected, and treated just as an object. Let me be part of that which helps me to reset into their own value. Protection, acceptance, all these involved with recognizing the vulnerability and the hurt of others. This is a very precious um, awareness, precious understanding. It's certainly not about, you know, making things happy and wonderful, <laughs> but uh, it gives us what uh, uh, needs to give you definitely a role. You know, if you're looking for something to do, this is what to do. <laughs> Metta Karuna. Yeah. Beings will enjoy Nourishment. You don't quite know what nourishment would be. But beings enjoy it. Beings enjoy even someone asking them, What would you like? And meaning it. Uh, begin to find themselves coming out of their dented, damaged states by being able to uh, have that understood or seen or known. Doesn't mean you necessarily talk about it even, but just the awareness and the sense that someone else is sensitive to one's uh, anxiety or nervousness or insecurity or whatever manifests with a mind of compassion these are two very important cultivations Utita the ability to experience uh, appreciation be uplifted uh, by the happiness, the welfare, and the good skills of another, the skillful happiness of another. You know, she's really good at ice skating. She looks like she's into that really flowing... Oh, good for her. You, You experience the fluency, the person in their fluent place, could be cooking, could be anything really, and you feel happy because you know, that place is good. And uh, may they not be parted from that, may they linger in that, may they also appreciate that. And may I share in that, which helps to, in a way, amplify it, either participate I rejoice, rather than, she's better than me, which is, after my good fortune miserable, <laughs> she's better than me, how come I didn't get to do that, before? so in this way we are um, yeah, able to experience appreciation and for, for oneself, which again is, is not so usual because the places that you are fluent in you probably think, oh, it's nothing special where you can do this. yeah, just doing things, so what? So to appreciate the places where you're not getting stuck, um, where things are moving, fluid, no snakes, And yeah, the way out our mind is, we often don't notice these. Places where I'm not suffering. Yeah, I'm really good at going to bed. So that's my high spot. Today. <laughs> I do that really well. <laughs> Just that moment you lie down, you feel the weight of your body disappear, and there's that, oh great, you know, just thinking, this could be probably happening for many people. Enjoying rest, and r- rather than thinking about tomorrow, or mulling over the wrongdoings of the day. <laughs> And it's always a skillful practice to, uh, at the end of the day, just to bear in mind any, any good fortune, you know, any signs of goodwill in others, anything you can see that make you smile or feel warm in the actions of others. Yeah. She's uh, really, kitchen staff, really so effective and quiet and supportive, that's beautiful. They're human beings like I am. They got their stuff, but they got all that food together, and put it out there, and smiled, and disappeared. It's really sweet. Little yeah. things you can notice, and noticing making a broad—it's a broad span, a broad <coughs> perceptual field, field of, of skillfulness, skillful means admiration, you know, this person is very persistent. She's always here, she always gets there, and She's, you know, she must be going through some stuff, but she sits there and seems to be bearing with it. Well, wow. sadhu. So this is what uh, beauty of group can be. Group is not an easy thing to experience, because we tend to see it as all the differences. And then there's the whatever you make it a differences. But Mudita and a our group, you know, there's effort being made, patience is being ground out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezed through <laughs> endurance and, and uh, you know, we're keeping precepts. Well done group, you know. So these are things we can we can recognise, you know, no killing, no stealing, no sexual abuse. This is a this is a good day. And so just being able to widen the lens and take in that, because our tendency is to get hypnotised by the snacks and fret and nag and like a terrier on a rat. Little snaggy bits that we should have done and didn't do. Mm. Worry. Worry and negativity. Particularly prone to that in performance cultures. The The world performance runs on the threat, threat and negativity failure. So performance lives in the shadow of failure. Mm. It's not a performance, it's not dogged by failure. Mm. It hovers behind it. Remember, it's that his name, Reinhold Messner, was this incredible alpinist, mountaineer, who climbed all the all the highest peaks in the world. I think they're called over eight thousand meters, so that's over two thousand five hundred feet. Anyway, some incredible, or eighteen thousand meters, I don't know. But he climbed everything that could be climbed. He's climbed it. <laughs> and it's still not. Down the river. So he person needs to start climbing without oxygen, you know, to make it a bit tougher. Yeah. And climbing it, you know, in the wrong seasons to make it even better. climbing up the difficult sides of the mountains to make it tougher. Yeah. I think one time he just got s- stuck in some snowdrift and he's stuck in this snowdrift. And he's feeling this feeling of despair because he hasn't climbed this peak, <laughs> you yeah. know. And trapped just in this frozen negative state of discontent with himself. All the achievements that he accomplished gone. Uh, and you think, you know, you've done a thousand times more than most people on the planet already. That every performance the shadow of failure is right there with it. So when you you know, live in cultures where performance of various kinds, it could be just manners, you're not polite enough, you're not well-behaved enough, you're not punctual enough, you're not precise enough, you're not tidy enough, you're not clean enough,
1: you're too noisy,
0: you're too quiet, you're too slow, you're too fast, you're this day or the other. And, you know, <laughs> the shadow is just everywhere, just the whip is waiting to fall. And, that, and then, of course, the education starts, the schooling and the job and then even, you know, the, the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the partner that you hook up with. Is, and, you know, you make this, that and the other. Did you do it quick enough, young enough, you know? <laughs> or you've been left a wallflower until you're 23 and nobody's bothered to date you. You know, you really failed as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> So even that becomes a performance. You know, if you haven't hooked up by the time you're 14 and a half, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and you, know, like, you know, everything, isn't it? Clothes, everything, physical appearance, everything. Performance, performance, performance. So that, that shadow of failure is, gets closer and closer. to ev- And every time you succeed, the, the shadow does not pass away just moves on with you. Mm. You cannot win. Mm. There's no way you can get run past that shadow because it follows your footsteps. Mm. Yeah. So this is why this, this performance experience, you have to, best you can, start to you know, dismantle wherever you can get in to rejoicing. Your little bit of failure, you know, that you can manage your failure without making a tribunal out of it. Sadhu, sadhu, <laughs> you know, just every time you get into that one and, and check the, the the whip response, and you know, like, hey, look, there's a lot more ease and space here than you could imagine. This is what we call success. It's not the driven performance, it's the e. This is what we call success. It's the ease and contentment that makes you feel loved, happy, comfortable in your own skin, fluent, free. This is what we call success, not performance. It's the end of it. So you start to like, you know, appreciate even the way that you tumble and pick yourself up again. Udhita is a precious thing. And recognize in a performance-driven world, you will not, this one will be profoundly lacking. So, you may even see what there is to appreciate. So, perhaps look at others. You know, you've got to turn on the light first of all. Turn on the light we'll of Uddhita and scan around. Mm. Yeah. Others or the group. Isn't it wonderful that 50 people can meet and not experience conflict with each other? without entertainments. Oh, beautiful. So you just turn on the lights and the heart lifts into that some kind of gladness. And then you're part of that, remember. It wasn't 50 other people. how the thing we would probably most like to share with each other, the thing I would most like to share is love in a word. whatever you make of that word. What else is there that you can really, you know, you can't always give food, you can't always give advice, it's not always necessary or appropriate. What can you always give? What can you share in A sense of, you know, you have beauty, you have, I respect, appreciate that quality, appreciative gladness, I feel gladdened, the possibility of being able to share my appreciation for you. Allow this. You don't deserve it, <laughs> it's not performance. Be as you are, it's fine. So, this mudita is quite a fine cultivation because it begins to dissolve one of my most uh, tenacious self boundaries. Which is the performance strategy? I am comp- I am good because I can do this. I can speak this. I've got five languages. I'm this. I'm that. Therefore, I'm okay. Yeah, doesn't matter. I can dance. I can sing. I can do algorithms. I can. Doesn't matter. I can cook. I can play chess. Doesn't matter. I just want, you know, that's all stuff. <laughs> yeah. So as we begin to, and in, in certain retreat times, you know, some of your performance um, credos are not available, are they? You can't strut your stuff, really, because there's not a lot of stuff to strut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a kind of nakedness in which we feel a bit grim sometimes and fuzzy and still a sense of you're welcome, beautiful, beautiful, yes, beautiful to be human beings together. This is beautiful, appreciative joy, gladness, because without there being other beings, How could you experience this quality of mutual gladness? You can't do it to a wall, can't do it to a statue, can't do it even to an iPhone, you know. They may jabber at you, but they still don't really get it. It's only human beings you can do that with, or creatures, other creatures, living creatures, that you can feel resonant with just because they're creaturely. Appreciation. It's not person. Mm. And opaque equanimity is the serenity to give things a little more time to move up and move down. Every time it moves down, you say, just wait a little bit longer. So it moves up, oh I'm getting there, really getting there, really nearly there, just wait a little bit longer. oh I'm going down, going down, <laughs> just wait a little bit longer, going down, I'm really going down, wait a little bit longer bottoming out, wait a little longer, starting to come up. I'm coming up, we're coming up, we're coming up, wait a little bit longer. (laughs) I'm going down, I'm going down. (laughs) Just wait a little bit longer until those waves are longer, you know, you just step back and let the waves move through. And that sense of, uh, it's, it's very... Deep trust, or pick up, you can, these waves can roll through you, don't worry about it. These waves can roll through you, get, get used to that, don't worry about it, these waves roll through you. You're not the waves. You're not even, loc—just you're not locatable in the waves, they're just waves moving through That's what they do, that's what what they do, that's what the world of becoming is, the world of form, these waves, you're not them, you're in the awareness of those, that uh, there's the possibility of not snagging on it wait a little bit longer. Patience and equanimity very close together. So offering this to to each other, to ourselves, we go through our troughs peaks, ups and downs, insights and stupidities the emotional panging of that this too will pass this too will pass, what's left When this passes, what remains? When this wave passes, what remains? When this happiness passes, what remains? When this unhappiness passes, what remains? What's always there? Hmm? Open question. So these are things to Touch into, to remember, to bring to mind, to resonate with, getting a feeling for Heart Yoga and uh, so first of all, just to get to the heart, so these are these obviously these are words. Um, they can become ideals that we feel we should be better at, so we make meta into another performance. I'm not as much as good as she is at it. I could do better than this. My sense of Mudita isn't adequate, how can I make more of it? Another performance issue. This is the thinking mind. So we tune into the resonances that the heart is capable of. Let's just take a little pause.